What is going on, everyone? You're tuning into another podcast episode of Sports Talk today with JJ. My name is Jason Joseph. If you're new to my channel and if you're listening to my podcast on YouTube, make sure that you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell icon, and comment down below at the end of this podcast. And if you're listening to me on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or any of those other podcasting platforms, make sure that you leave me a review and that you email sportstalkwithjj at gmail.com. The email is also in the description link down below if you're listening to me on YouTube and my other podcasting platforms are there as well. All right, I'm just going to cut straight to the chase because I just want to talk about the Flyers. The Flyers have been on my mind for about the past week or so, and I feel kind of bad because I've been talking about the Sixers, and I know that they're on tonight, and they're playing the Indiana Pacers. This is the first seeding game. Don't worry. I'm going to be watching it either in my living room or my family room on the couch, probably eating some pizza. And I've been talking about the Phillies too, even though they've been off for a week. I love baseball. Um, but I just haven't been giving a lot of love to my Flyers, and I felt so bad. And now is really the time to do so, because they play tomorrow, and I'm just so excited. I need to watch this team play hockey. It's been so long. I've been telling myself for the past three days, tomorrow's Sunday, Jason. On Thursday, I wake up thinking that today's Sunday, and then I get reminded just by looking at my iPhone that it's only Thursday. So then on Friday, same thing. I wake up, turn on my TV, thinking that the Flyers are on right now. No, Jason, today is only Friday. It's not Sunday. And then I woke up today. All right, I was so happy just thinking that Scott Lofton scored another goal and hit one in overtime off of Tuca, and the Flyers beat the Bruins by a score of 4-3, to three, and I woke up and I was in such a happy mood. <laughs> and what do you know? Turns out it was just a dream. And today was Saturday. So what's the moral of the story? Well, I just have to watch this Flyers team play. It has been so, so long. This team has been so much fun to watch this season. They were doing so well before they stopped playing games in March. They were, what, they were they were 41-21-7 and 21 and 7 and had the second best record in the Metropolitan Division behind the Washington Capitals. And they were just playing on a whole nother level than what we've seen in such a long time. And as you can tell, I've been really looking forward to watching this team play in the round robin tournament and in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I definitely want to talk about the players and the coaching staff. And then I want to talk about the round robin schedule and some questions that I have about this team moving forward. Ugh, game one. It's tomorrow. Ugh, let's go. Let's just dive straight into this and just talk about the players, all right? Claude, I gotta start off with him. Team captain, what a really nice season Claude Drew has had. Talk about a guy who was just a leader by example and shows a lot of loyalty towards the organization and the Philadelphia fan base. It's really a shame that it took the organization this long to surround him with a great coach and a couple of nice goalies and some really good key players. And before, they just didn't have a lot of depth around him. That's also why I think that his stats have also been taking a little bit of a dip this season because he's playing in a new system where the offense just allows other people to share the hot potato. And overall, he's had a tremendous career here in Philly. I feel like in some ways, from a national hockey perspective, he's so underrated compared to those top-tier players like Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby and Austin Matthews. But Claude is a six-time All-Star, and his value, honestly, is just so critical to this team. 
and his skill set just can't be taken for granted. He's not that flashy type of player, but he's very quick, very versatile, and very athletic, and you can put him at the center position, which is his natural position, but you can also put him on either wing, right? He's so flexible on the front line, and he's just also very durable too. He's not a guy who is injury prone or gets hurt a lot, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that as well. But man, I can't wait to see him back on Sunday. It's just going to be fun to watch him in particular. Sean Couturier, gosh, I I love Coots. First of all, it would really be great if he won the Selkie Trophy. He's turning into a really great two-way player, and honestly, I didn't even expect that out of him. He's definitely, without a doubt, a top 20 center, maybe even a top 15 candidate, but offensively, he's just a great playmaker. And he has really great vision on the ice. And when you talk about defense, he's in the same stratosphere as Evgeny Malkin and Anze Kopitar and those types of elite overall great defensive centers. He's just another guy on this team who just fits into the Flyer system and shows a lot of leadership on and off the ice. And I really like that about him. Congratulations to him and his wife Lawrence for having their newborn baby Ella. I think it's great that he's going to be wearing the hospital wristband throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Just as a reminder for Ella being there with him, he only spent a few days with her at home and it would just be so nice for him to win the Stanley Cup with the Flyers, you know, just for Ella, because that would just be a great story. And speaking of a great story, ugh, Oscar Lindblom, wow. Once I see this guy on the ice again, I actually might tear up a little bit. Here's a 23-year-old guy who earlier this season was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, which is a type of bone cancer, and he was supposed to miss the rest of the season, but he finished his chemo early in July, and he just signed a new three-year, $9 million contract with the Flyers, and I'm just so happy for him. I truly am. His birthday is coming up on August 15th, and I just think it would be so cool to see him play on his birthday. I'm just so happy that he's going to be back on the ice. Also, just just close your eyes for a second, okay? It's the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's game seven. And it's in overtime. It's like a two to two score. Oscar makes the game winning goal. Now, that to me would be so incredible. That would be an incredible story. And just to make it 10 times better, what if they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals and he just made the game-winning goal then? Oh, that would be so incredible. I, I know I'm dreaming a little bit, but, you know, it's just nice to think about those things. In sports, we love to hear about great stories. And I just had to put that out there because that would be an incredible story. Wow, that just gave me the chills. Kevin Hayes. What a great acquisition that was to get him from the Winnipeg Jets. A lot of people, including me, were shocked at that seven-year, $50 million deal he got after signing with the Flyers, and that certainly raised a ton of eyebrows, but he's just a player who adds more depth to this team. And wow, has he been such a difference maker with his attitude and his physicality. I think he had four short goals this season, and he's just so great in the penalty kill. You even saw that in the exhibition game against the Penguins. That pass by Evgeny was just horrible. And I was just happy that Kevin Hayes took advantage of that opportunity and scored on Matt Murray because that was a big time goal. He is just a guy who provides a lot of spark to this team. All right, who's next? 
Scott Lofton. The goal in overtime was phenomenal against the Pens. And as great as the goal was, it was actually an even better pass by Travis Konechny, who just threw him a stretch pass all the way down the ice, and the Flyers were able to score and win in overtime. And and it was wild. This team overall just has so much depth. It's been a hell of a season with the Flyers. You can talk about so many other players on this team. JVR, who's another vet who's been here for a long time. Jake Voracek, and he's at the top of the line with Claude and Sean Couturier. And then you have guys like Michael Raffle, who's another vet. And how about some of the young guys who are really talented, right? Joel Farabee, Phil Myers, Travis Sanheim, Robert Hag, and Nolan Patrick when he's healthy. They just have such a great mix of players, and it's a unique type of dynamic. They kind of remind me a little bit of the 2008 Phillies World Series team, because if you think about it, the Phillies had a great variety of players who loved to play with each other, and it was just fun to watch. Not only did they have great starting players like Jay Roll and Shane Vitorino, Chase Otley, Ryan Howard, and Jason Worth, but they also had guys who were great out of the bullpen, good starting pitchers, and a lot of players who came off the bench who were also really good utility players. This team just wasn't filled or stacked with superstars, and that's the same thing with the Flyers. The Flyers don't have those top-tier guys like the Brad Marchands, the Sidney Crosbys, the Alex Ovechkins, or the Austin Matthews of the league. I'm not saying that guys like Claude or Sean Couturier and Voracek aren't good players. You know, they obviously are, but they're not those standout types of players like Connor McDavid or David Pasternak or Patty Kane, you know, those types of elite players in the NHL who just catch your eye because they just do something that is just so special and it makes you think, wow, that's just so cool. Let's transition and talk more about the goalies. Carter Hart, the, the kid is just electric. He is a beast. And during the middle of last season when he got called up after his first game, I was shocked with what I saw out of this 20-year-old kid. The Flyers won that game 3-2 against the Detroit Red Wings, and the and the Red Wings were threatening on offense a gazillion amount of times at the end of the game, and Carter just had some incredible blocks, saves, and deflections where I just thought to myself, wow, when was the last time the Flyers ever had this type of a young goalie? And it was after he got called up and finished out the season where the Flyers just knew that he was going to be the number one guy. This season at home, his record is 23-2, which is just completely absurd. Playoff experience is going to be really big for him, and it's just going to be very huge. I know that the back spasms were a thing, and I'm happy that he played in the first two periods of the exhibition game. He looked pretty good out there, and so did Brian Elliott too, and I'll get to him in just a second, but Carter just needs to have playoff experience. He needs to be out there on the ice and play during these games. A big reason why people love watching the Flyers now is because they love seeing what this young goalie, in particular, can do. When he's on his game, he can shut down your entire offense. And even some of the top players in this league have a rough time scoring off of him. His IQ is just unbelievable. It really is. It's just crazy to me to think about how this kind of a goalie is just that elite and has this high of a ceiling out of the jump at such a young age. And you know, Carter has a great backup, okay? Brian Elliott surely isn't a scrub. The dude is 35 years old, and he's a two-time All-Star. This season, he's 16-7-4 as just the backup for Carter Hart. 
And obviously that'll do. That definitely is something to be very content with. And I thought that he looked really sharp in that third period against the Penguins. He had some really big time saves. And, you know, it was unfortunate because Jason Zucker was able to make a big time shot against him after the Penguins just got a rebound after rebound after rebound during that one possession. And they were just able to tie it back up two to two. But other than that, you got to give him a lot of credit. I'm really hoping that the Flyers will be able to resign him and get him back during the offseason because goalie depth for this team is big. And you need someone who is a legitimate goalie who can back up your young stud. It's important that they try to do this and that they try to bring him back because he's a pretty big key piece. But this team has just had a hell of a season. They have definitely shocked the entire NHL and hockey fans in general with how great they actually are. And I'll tell you, they're going to be making a lot of noise throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. And Thursday's exhibition game just gave you a glimpse of that. The flow of the game was great. There were big time plays happening. The pace was really quick and it was back and forth. But both teams, obviously, they made some sloppy passes and there were some sloppy mistakes. But that's what happens when you're off the ice for about four months and you're trying to get back into game shape. That's what this exhibition game and the round robin games in general are for right? It's about getting back on your feet and just playing hockey. Now, I want to switch gears and talk more about the Flyers head coach, Elaine Vigneault. All right, I have to admit, Elaine has really been such a big difference maker with this team. The culture that he brings and the confidence that he has in his players, it really impacts the entire team. He truly is a player's coach and it says a lot about what everyone thinks about him in the locker room and how much respect he truly has. I'm really hoping that he gets the Jack Adams award. I think he really deserves it. I'm not saying that Bruce Cassidy and John Tortorella don't deserve it, okay? Tortorella's done a great job with the Blue Jackets this season. Even last year, look at what they did to Steven Stamkus and the Tampa Bay Lightning, all of those guys. They swept them as the eighth seed in the first round. All right, so this team is really good. On the other hand, we're going to see the Boston Bruins on Sunday, and you bet Bruce Cassidy is going to have some sort of a game plan up his sleeve. The Bruins just have so much talent between Marchand, Pasternak, Krug, Chara, McAvoy, and Tuka, obviously. They're just such a very good, well-rounded team, and you got to give Cassidy credit, okay? He's a great coach. But I personally think that when you have that coach that can just take your talent over the hump, and make this sort of a leap from being an average team to a potential Stanley Cup playoff contender, that just says a lot. And this team hasn't been good in quite a long time. Just take a look at where the Flyers ended up last season, and compare it to this season. It's just a complete 180 turnaround. They were completely average last season, and now they're one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And Elaine and the rest of the Flyers coaching staff surely have had a lot to do with that, I just personally believe that his coaching techniques and the type of personality he has really fits into this culture that sports fans have in the city of Philadelphia. You know, as a city, we embrace our sports. We don't just watch or go see games and not pay as much attention to them. No, we really cherish our athletes. We watch every single minute. Our, this is the diehard fans, right? We, we are on our athletes. And when our teams and star players are doing well, we commend them and we cheer them on. And that's something that we love to see, obviously. But then we also show that criticism as well. If our players and if our teams aren't doing well, we're going to be hard because that's just the type of passion that we show 
as Philly fans. We can be tough on our star players, and Elaine brings that sort of Philly attitude. He's not afraid to call out his star guys. We saw that with Jake Voracek this year. Elaine called him out a few times, and he even called out Claude and Gossespierre. If, if they aren't doing something that he likes, he calls them all out. But the Flyers really got who I thought was the perfect fit this offseason when it comes to coaching. I know that some fans wanted Joel Quenneville from the Blackhawks, and now he's in Florida. He was let go by the Blackhawks last year, and no offense to him, but I just think Aline was the better overall fit for the Flyers and just for the city in general. And there's no denying that it's been working out so far. It's been working out great. But I have to say, as magnificent as it's been to watch the Flyers play this season, they do have some questions that I want to talk about heading into the round robin and the playoffs. How much playing time is Oscar going to get, right? He's coming back. He's back with the team. How much time is he going to be getting when it comes to playing? The Blue Liners, they, they've been really great this season. Can guys like Ivan Provorov, Matt Niskanen, and Phil Myers continue to play at the high level that they've been playing throughout the rest of the season? We didn't even talk about Shane Gossespierre, really. I mean, what kind of a role is he going to have here? Are both of his knees healthy? That, that's my number one question. And also, is Elaine going to have him play with Justin Braun? Or is he going to have Robert Hag with Justin Braun as his third defensive pairing unit? Also, who's going to be a part of the second line at left wing? Will it be Joel Farabee or Scott Lofton? And how about the goalie position, right? What games will Carter Hart play in? And which ones will Brian Elliott get the nod for? Are the back spasms going to even be an issue for Carter Hart moving forward? Besides that question, all of these other ones I think are really good questions for the Flyers to have when it comes to playing in the round robin tournament and throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, you have, I don't want to call it like, I don't want to call it issues, but you have good issues to have, if that makes any sense. You know, there's a difference between having a bad problem and having a good problem. And the, the Flyers, I think, have a good problem when it comes to their depth. I hope that that makes sense. I think it does. But nonetheless, it's just going to be entertaining to watch tomorrow. It's going to be fun. 3 o'clock p.m., they play against the Bruins. And after they play the Bruins, then they play the Capitals on Thursday and the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday. Both of those times are still to be announced. But, you know, one round-robin game at a time. Tomorrow's going to be a tough matchup. And I'm curious to see how the Flyers do. Which matchup are you looking forward to when it comes to the round-robin schedule? What are your overall thoughts on this Flyers team? Do you guys actually think that this team has a chance to go all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals and win the entire thing? Let me know in the comments down below if you're listening to me on YouTube. Also, don't forget to hit that like button and that subscribe button as well. And if you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or any of those other platforms, make sure that you leave me a review and that you email sportstalkwithjj at gmail.com because I want to hear your thoughts on the Flyers and I just want to hear what you guys have to say about them. This is Sports Talk Today with JJ. My name is Jason Joseph. Thank you guys for tuning in and I will see you all next time.